song. I am Deborah Cohen, and you will see me in my beautiful backyard in the state of Georgia, USA. And of course, this isn't exactly my backyard, but that's what it looks like. And uh, as my husband and I eventually moved to Atlanta, Georgia area to be closer to our shul, perhaps my next backyard will look like this. But for the time being, we're happy in Milledgeville. <laughs> so I thank you for joining me, whether live or in the archives. And if you are watching live, which you can view this broadcast every Sunday at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time at Facebook.com on my profile. Just look for Deborah Cohen Music, D-E-B-R-A-C-O-H-E-N Music. Or you can watch from the Amazon app if you have the app. It's only on mobile. Just go to the Amazon app music app and look for the artist Deborah Cohen. And I am streaming live there. Or on twitch.tv slash Deborah Cohen music. So I invite you to get acclimated to this time together for the next 30 minutes or so. And just find a nice, quiet place, if possible, where you can receive understanding. Because the purpose of this message today is to understand more deeply this psalm, which is known by some as the Sunday psalm, Psalm 24. And sometimes when we sing the words, we don't have the full picture, most often not, because nobody really knows 100% of the Bible with 100% accuracy. This is what makes us human beings, after all. But in this translation, sometimes it's easy to just sing verbatim what's on the text printed in the Bible, whatever your version may be, without really knowing, what do you mean, lift up your heads, O you gates? I mean, even I've done that. When I recorded this song, I'm like, that's what caused me to explore the meaning of the words in this beautiful psalm. What What do you mean, lift up your heads, O you gates? And maybe you're asking the same question. So I invite you to come and listen, learn, and receive understanding from the Holy One of Israel. So if you're in a place where you can be seated, Let's just take a nice breath in through the nostrils and exhale twice as long through the mouth and repeat at your own pace through the nostrils to filter out the impurities and through the back of the throat with the exhalation. Centering yourself. If you're really feeling a little rattled, maybe you can put your hands over your navel. When you take a breath in, you want to feel your belly expanding. And when you exhale, suck in that belly, contract it, and push out all that stale air. And let's just be present in the moment. I'd like to start by screen sharing. And remember, if you are watching live, if you would like to put where you're watching from in the chat box, that would be super cool to see. 
Okay, we're looking at Psalm 24, and I want to thank Rabbi Danielle Oppen in Clearwater, Florida, <laughs> for sharing the text, and anyone can find it on safaria.org, and this is again Psalm 24. So I wanted to just display the text in Hebrew first as we continue on. I'm going to start. Oh, Marty, <laughs> you're my faithful follower. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you can hear me okay. I assume you, you would tell me if you're not able to hear. All right, so let's receive. He's in his lazy boy, so he is in the receiving mode. This is Psalm 24. I'm going to share something with you from Rav Kook, Torah.org. What do we know about Psalm 24? Let's start before I read Rav Cook. Let's just, I'm going to read through the text once in English. You have it in front of you in Hebrew, if you prefer Hebrew. And see what you understand about what I'm reading. What becomes in your mind as a picture of what's going on. The earth is Adonai's in all the fullness of it, the world and they that dwell in it. For he has founded it upon the seas and established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the mount of Adonai? Or who shall stand in his kadosh place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not brought his being to vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from Adonai and righteousness from the Elohim of his salvation. May Elohe Yisho. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek your face, O Elohim of Yaakov. Selah. Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? Adonai, strong and mighty, Adonai, mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O you gates, be lifted up, you everlasting doors, and the king of glory shall come in. Who is this king of glory? Adonai Tsevaoth, he is the king of glory. And this is Psalm 24, and we're going to do a little exploring from Rav Cook's teaching to find out exactly what does it mean, what we just read. By now, you should have some kind of a picture in your mind of what's going on in the psalm, but let's deepen and explore together as we read and listen to Rav Kook, you can listen while I read. What exactly are these gates that refuse to open? Why does the psalm describe God first as a mighty warrior in battle, and later as Adonai Tsevaot, Lord of Hosts? The Talmud writes that these were the prayers of King Solomon as he pleaded with the temple gates. After completing the construction of the temple in Jerusalem, 
The final step was to bring the Holy Ark into the Holy of Holies, but the gates refused to open. Why did the temple gates disobey Solomon? According to Rav Kook, Solomon's difficulty placing the ark inside the temple was a sign that the Jewish nation was not ready for the temple and its spiritual influence on the entire world. Divine service is based on those human faculties through which the human soul receives the divine light. The temple service, like prayer, primarily engages our faculties of emotions and imagination. But these faculties must be governed by the intellect, says Rav Kook. Thus, completing the temple meant placing the ark, which contained the Luchot and the scrolls of the Torah, the source of enlightenment for the world, in the innermost chamber. Those who have not refined their character traits suffer from a dissonance between their intellectual recognition and their desires. While they know the correct path, their hearts and desires are not under the intellect's control. This disparity, if not corrected, will eventually lead to a spiritual lapse of great magnitude. This phenomenon of dissonance can also exist on the national level. The people in the time of Solomon were not on a sufficiently high spiritual and moral level. Their spiritual attainments were temporary. In the depths of their souls, the seeds of corruption that would later bring about the temple's destruction were already planted. The temple gates refusal to accept the ark is a metaphor for this lack of spiritual readiness. As I say on an aside, are you ready spiritually to receive understanding, revelation from God? Ask him to open your eyes and ears to receive what the Spirit is saying to us today. The people's inner emotions were not pure. They had failed to fully establish their intellectual level. They had not clarified the path that could guide their hearts and desires. When King Solomon sought to bring the ark and the temple together, he was searching for a method to unite the minds and hearts of the nation. Israel. Generally speaking, the intellect seeks to benefit all peoples without differentiating between nationalities. It is the heart that feels an attachment to one's people and seeks to promote its success in particular. With regard to the Jewish people, however, there is no conflict between these two aspirations. Respect, according to the Jewish people, leads to universal recognition of monotheism and the ideals of Torah. The entire world benefits from this enlightenment. Solomon turned to the temple gates, guarding over the national interests of the Jewish people, and said, quote, Lift up your heads, 
open up, let God enter, end quote. When the gates of Jerusalem open up, the entrances of the entire world will also open. The heart, full of love and concern for the Jewish people, will then complement the intellect, which aspires to elevate the entire world. There are two paths to elevate the nations. According to Rav Kook, the temple is a source of universal enlightenment, a house of prayer for all nations, according to the prophet Isaiah, chapter 56, verse 7. These two paths in which Israel can influence the world, King Solomon alluded to both in his prayer. At a time when there are many forces in the world opposing the Jewish people and the Torah, we can nonetheless identify an overall progress towards the ultimate goal. One factor in this advance is recognition of God's protection of his people over the millennia. The unique story of a people surviving and outlasting many powerful empires who sought to subjugate and destroy it demonstrates formidable divine providence in the history in the world. Not only did Israel survive, but often vanquished other nations, enabling other nations to recognize the nobility of its Torah and holy ideals. The survival of the Jewish people throughout centuries of persecution reflects the divine attribute of Givura, strength and might. Solomon referred to this aspect when he described God as mighty in battle. There exists a second gentler method by which Israel influences the world, not in the loud blaring of battle, but in the still small voice. Gradually, without fanfare, holiness spreads from the enlightened source of Israel. The entrances of the world are not forcibly opened by the gates of Jerusalem. They lift themselves up. Let the entrances of the world be uplifted. Each nation will rise to the higher goal, but its truth will correspond to its own predisposition. The ethical hues will be numerous and varied as each nation accepts the imprint of godly ideals based on its natural tendencies. In this second path, God is revealed as, quote, the Lord of hosts, end quote, or in Hebrew, Adonai Tsevaoth, the God of many diverse peoples. Each nation strives toward its own particular goal, and together they unite to, toward the one universal goal in accordance with their creator's will. And this is a teaching from ravkuktorah.org. We're trying to get in this segment a clearer vision of what God is showing us in Psalm 24. So let us take a look now at the text in English from Rabbi Danielle Oppen her lesson plan, so to speak, and 
It is available to anyone on safaria.org. Read this together with me. This is a song written by David. A Psalm of David. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell in it. Because he is the one who founded the land on the seas, and he is the one who set it up on the rivers. Who will ascend upon the mountain of God? And who will arise holy or distinguished place? Verse 4. The one who has clean hands, a pure heart who has not raised my soul to falsehood and not sworn to deceive. They will carry blessing from God and tzedakah from the Lord of his salvation. Verse 6. This is the generation or group who seek him, the Holy One. The ones who seek your face are Yaakov, Selah. Rise up, gates, your heads, and become eternal portals, and the honored king will come. Verse 8. Who is this honored king? He is God, mighty and valiant. He is God, valiant in war. Raise up gates, your heads, become eternal portals, and the honored king will come. But who is this, this honored king? The God of legions. This is the honored king. Selah. And now I'm sharing a teaching from Rabbi Oppen, from Kohelet Rabbah 7, 13, 1. Look at God's work, for who can straighten what he has twisted? Which is mentioned in Ecclesiastes 7.13. When the Blessed Holy One creates the first human, he took him and led him around all the trees of the Garden of Eden and said to him, Look at my works, how beautiful and praiseworthy they are. And all that I have created, it was for you that I created it. Pay attention, people, that you do not corrupt and destroy my world, says God. If you corrupt it, there is no one to repair it after you. Sounds like tikkun olam to me. And Rav Abraham Isaac Cook in Ein Ayah, volume 3, pages 83 through 85 on Shabbat 30, says, what exactly are these gates that refuse to open? And this alludes to what I read at the beginning of this segment. Why does the psalm describe God first as a mighty warrior in battle and later as Lord of hosts? The Talmud writes that these were the prayers of King Solomon as he pleaded with the temple gates. After completing the construction of the temple in Jerusalem, the final step to bring the holy ark into the holy of holies. But the gate refused to open. And I read this previously, so we'll just jump ahead. Lovely Tractate Shabbat 30. When Solomon built the temple and sought to bring the ark into the Holy of Holies, the gates clung together and could not be opened. Solomon uttered 24 songs of praise, as is his prayer. There are 24 expressions of prayer. 
mentioned in 1 Kings 8, if you care to put that in your notes and look at it later. And his prayer was not answered. He began and said, quote, Lift up your heads, O you gates, and be lifted up, you everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. That's Psalm 24, 7. And immediately the gates ran after him to swallow him, as they thought that in the words King of glory, he was referring to himself. And they said to him, Who is the King of glory? Psalm 24, 8. And Solomon said to them, The strong, the Lord, strong and mighty, the Lord in battle, Psalm 24, 8. And he said again, Lift up your heads, O you gates, yea, lift them up, you everlasting doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who then is the King of glory? The Lord of hosts, he is the King of glory, Selah. Psalm 24, 9 and 10. And he was not answered. When he said, O oh God, turn not away the face of your anointed. Remember the good deeds of David, your servant, as is written in Second Chronicles 6, verse 42. He was immediately answered, and a fire descended from heaven, as is written in Second Chronicles 7, 1. And if you want to know what happens, you'll have to seek the answer in Second Chronicles 7, 1. And now Rabbi Uppen does a weekly meditation moment on myjewishlearning.com every Tuesday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And this was the meditation, the guided meditation that she shared with us. And so I'd like to share this with you. All the credit goes to Rabbi Danielle up in. As we are in a posture of receiving, I'll give you this guided meditation, and then you can sit back while I sing my version of Psalm 24, the same words put to my music, so that you can ask God to open your eyes and open your ears to receive what God is saying to you at this very moment, knowing that God's word is an eternal word. So the meditation directions are to direct our awareness to see and feel the beauty and diversity and harmony of God's natural world, the homeostasis of which is balance and harmony, seeing ourselves as leading players in this creation, as observers, sustainers, peacemakers, seeing ourselves with pure hearts, and clean hands, opening our awareness to the blessings we carry in our open hands, receiving and sharing these blessings with others, walking with the energy of Torah, which is light and truth that has the power to open gates and open hearts and open minds. Breathing in with the goodness of life. Exhaling. And Marty says, before we begin to listen to the song, it's important to understand what sela or sila means. Usually it means pause and think about it. So I want you to pause, take a moment if you're able, and think about the words of this psalm. 
Psalm 24. Adonai tzvatai tifta kufiya gita hilateka. Lord, open our eyes and ears so that we may receive from you your message for today. Breathing in with the goodness of life, exhaling twice as long while I prepare to play the video song and to listen to the words. The earth is a dawn's and all the fullness of it. The world and they that dwell in it. For he is founded upon the sea, is an established it upon the floods. Who shall ascend into the mount of Adonai? Or who? shall stand in this Kadosh place. He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not brought his being to vanity, nor sworn deceitfully. shall receive the blessing from Adonai and righteousness from the Elohim of his Yeshua. This is the generation of them that seek him, that seek your faith, O Elohim of King doors in the King 
And in the vision that God has given you, lift up your heads, O you gates. Thank you, Marty. I want you to stay, if you're able, in a meditative state and receive the wisdom that comes with praying in song because we know in the Siddur, in your prayer book, God loves it when we sing to him. Lift up your gates. Maybe today you need to ask of God something special that he's put in your heart. Ask him by faith. And if you don't have the faith to believe, then ask him to increase your faith to believe. And let us walk by faith and search for good deeds to do along the way, not because we have to, but because we want to, because we love God is the reason that we want to. I thank you so much for being here, and I want you to, in your hands, as you open up your hands, understand that you have power from the the Holy One, something special that he has given you in the process of tikkun olam, just for you that nobody else can fulfill. Lift up your hands to God and ask him to fill your heart with goodness and loving kindness and share it with someone who needs his love. And maybe you're the one that needs his love. And receive by faith. Ask him. And the king of glory shall come in. Amen and amen. Adonai Rafecha, I pray that you would bring healing and wholeness to everybody that listens to this teaching, Lord. That you would bless us with your covenant of peace as we enter into the Parsha week of Pinchas, help us to understand what the covenant of Shalom is and let us walk in the righteousness and the anointing of Adonai Tzavaot. He is the King of Glory. I hope you'll join me next week right here on twitch.tv slash Deborah Cohen Music and please find the, my release, Psalm 24, that came out this week by Deborah Cohen, and share your experience of this psalm teaching with others, your tikkun, to share the love of God with the world. Until we meet again, Sundays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Time, I wish you all peace, salam, and shalom.